Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And as you know, all month long, this is a topic I've been so excited about. Pack your bags. Let's start dreaming about moving throughout the world again. It's such an incredible opportunity to learn about yourself and truly shock your potential in ways you never knew. And my guest today, I can tell you, we are going to probably have the hardest time stopping talking because I think we're going to cover so many amazing issues and I'm already planning to figure out how to go to, uh, to Egypt with her. Oh, I kind of gave away where we're going to talk about, but this is, <laughs> we're going to have fun on the way. So my guest is Teresa Dominguez wise, and she experienced the death of her beloved grandmother. And when that happened, something else extraordinary happened, but it was so overwhelming that she actually completely buried the memory. And years later, the remembers the remembrance of death walking accompanying her ab- abuela, abuelita, I should be able to say that, abuelita. Grandmother in uh, Spanish. Yes, there you go. Grandmother in Spanish, uh, Grandma Rosie, to the other side and returning, it bubbled to the surface for her. And she knew she had to share her experience because it was so incredibly remarkable. And it it really changed the world, the way she saw the world, every detail in its all its shimmering glory. And she's experienced many other transformative events that most people would consider outside the realm of ordinary life, which I know I'm going to love to talk about. And in the hopes of inspiring others, she's woven them together in her captivating book. And uh, we can't wait to dive into this a little bit. But what I really want to talk about, just, just to hint a little bit with her book, Death Walker, Journeys of Life, Death and Beyond, includes her experiences with death and near death, intuition, and shamanic experiences and adventures at ancient power places such as the Great Pyramid, which I hope to go to very soon, the Sphinx, oh, can't wait, and Machu Picchu, which I have a story to share with her. And for her, these peak moments have served as springboards into a more meaningful life. So Teresa, thank you for joining me today. I can't wait to pick your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's really a pleasure to be here, Michael. I've been really looking forward to this. Thank well, you. you know, I, t- I talk about shocking people's potential, you know, shock your potential, shock your business potential, shock your personal pr- potential. And I think it's really about opening ourselves up to new experiences, which travel brings us a lot. So that's just a little bit of a highlight into you. Tell us a little bit more about you, you know, what you do, kind of the, the purpose behind the book and, and how you believe that travel helps any of us to shock our own potential. Well, once again, it's really a pleasure to be here. And um, the theme of your program, Shock Your Potential, is even more important and potent to theme during these COVID times because our whole entire existence as individuals, all 6.5 billion of us around the world have been shocked. And we are faced with the world that we knew it no longer is and the thing is it will never be again Mm. it's made people whether they want to realize it or in the denial or not that 
their relationships were not what they thought, their careers were not that they, what they thought they were, mm-hmm. their families were not, everything is a mystery. So, mm-hmm. um, and I can add that wa- death walking Grandma Rosie, because I'd never heard of such a thing before, um, mm-hmm. shocked my potential big time. Mm-hmm. My, just real quick, my grandmother and I grew up really extremely close. Um, I would have grew up in a family of seven brothers and sisters um, in a lower middle class neighborhood south of Los Angeles. And um, the only time I had in peace and quiet was on the roof of the man next door. Um, his, his roof, his, gar- his uh, garage roof uh, away from all the kids and at my grandma Rose's house. And so I'd go there for a couple um, weeks during summer vacation. And also my mom and I had lived for two years there with her in the 50s because my dad went off to the Korean War. Extremely close. And she, she, we would go outside every afternoon. She would water her plants. And she mm. would talk to the plants, talk to the insects, tell me, what is this flower saying to you? Listen to that bird. What do you think it's communicating? And to a little girl of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, five years old, this is very impressionable. And, mm-hmm. But it was normal when an adult is doing something like that. You think, wow, that's normal. That was the development of my intuition. But I found out later on it runs in my mom's side and Grandma Rosie's side. Mm-hmm. So when she was diagnosed with cancer and recovering from cancer, um, I was at my mom's. And uh, staying with my mom on and off at the time to help her take care of Grandma Rosie. And one day I was, we were there in the living room and I said, Grandma Rosie, do you want me to, this is after her cancer surgery, would you like me to teach you a meditation um, a technique, something to help you relax and maybe get some of your healing energies inside mm-hmm. yourself to help heal from your surgery. And I had been studying meditation for about 20 years, 15 years before that. God, now I'm really dating myself. But at any rate, at the, I took her through this technique of working with the light, pouring it through your body. And at the very end of it, I still don't know to this day why I said these words. And I leaned over to her and whispered in her ear, Grandma, when it's time for you to go, call me. Didn't think anything of it. I, I don't know why I said that. That's exactly what happened. The moment that she died, uh, my spirit left flew over to the hospital where she was at. And I saw her standing there uh, and through the doorway of her hospital room where she had just passed apparently, she was standing looking over her body. I walked Mm. up to her, her spirit, put my arms around her and we went and flew together to the first place where you go on the first stop as you start to go to make your way to the other side. Mm. So I had some experiences there came back to where I was working, you know, uh, where I was noticed my body there lying um, on this bed. I was a nurse practitioner. I just felt like I had to go in this bed and lie down before I fell down, woke back up. And I said, oh my gosh, something happened to Grandma Rosie. She just died. She just died. I didn't remember anything else and oh. did not for about, uh, I didn't for 17 years. Wow. Then we had a conference in Crete with the theme being life, death, and beyond. This is 17, 18 years later. Mm-hmm. Didn't remember any of that. It was completely suppressed in my mind. And I'm, I'm a normal person. This kind of stuff doesn't happen where I suppress things in my memory. And um, the memories of those minutes of what happened with Grandma Rosie 
started filtering in through my mind. And then one afternoon, I went to my room, excuse myself from the conference. When the speaker, Neil Donald Walsh, the famous guy for writing Conversations with God, was talking, I, I said, oh my God, I have to write this down. It's flooding through. And one afternoon, I knocked out about the first chapter. When I read what I had written, put it in the drawer and uh, <laughs> went back to, but I had this impulse to go to journals that I'd written on my, and, and, and going to power places when Philip and I were going to power places and running trips and tours. And then other memories about death and dying that I'd had as a young nurse and as mm -hmm. a seventh grader. And um, after I went and looked at that, for 21 years, I didn't have the guts to publish what I had written because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a well-established businesswoman, a very professional uh, business owner, um, excellent reputation, been in business for over 35 years, family nurse practitioner for in, in medicine for 30 years, a researcher in neuroscience, feet on the ground, Mexican-American, middle America, and what, I'm gonna tell people that these things have happened to me? No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want them to think I'm a schizo. That's mm. why I didn't say peep for 21 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so many elements in there. So many things about you know how vivid the memory is for you now, once you unlocked it and you got it uncovered. Um, so much to kind of like garbage you had to pull away for your fear of talking about it and sharing it with the world. And now this passion, especially when you talk about power places, I can, I can feel it. I know we talked about it briefly before we started taping. Um, and, and I can, I can understand that. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, funny story. We have a ghost in our house. And whenever I tell people we have a ghost in our house, they get scared. And I, and I keep saying, look, this is a very nice ghost. She, I know exactly who she is. She is the wife of the, the man who, you know, they lived in this house. They raised their kids. Her husband had been born in the house and um, she's only on three floors, but she's very mischievous. She'll do funny little things, but never mean, never scary. I'm never scared of her. And my husband, I thought was the greatest skeptic in the world. And after we'd been in the house for about three or four months, and I said to him, you know, honey, I need to tell you something. And I think you're probably going to think I'm crazy. And he's a scientist. He's an engineer. He's very analytical. I am none of those things. And I said, um, I think we have a ghost. And he said, yeah, we do. And it's a woman. I went, wait, what? I mean, it just blew me away. And I said, well, well, okay. So you, you think so? So we talked about it and we both had experienced different things and we both said, we didn't know who it was then. And I said, I wonder who it is, but I feel like she loves this house. I feel like she's, you know, she's taking care of us kind of thing. And the very next day we got a letter in the mail for her addressed to her, Edna. And I was like, oh, her name is Edna. But it's funny because <laughs> We share it when we, we don't worry about sharing it with people now about them thinking we're crazy, but it is amazing to me that, that if they do actually believe us, their first thing is to look around and be panicked. Like they're going to get scared. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. this is a blessing. What a great joy to have the spirit who loves us and loves our home. And, you know, yes, she'll go open the, the, the thing on the, the top of the washing machine, you know, on me all the time. I'm like, Edna, for crying out loud, I need to get the laundry done. Quit stopping the washing machine. <laughs> oh, and she's so happy to get your attention. Yeah. 
Yeah. She likes, she just likes to play, but Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, I applaud you for sharing your story, especially when you have those concerns and your, that your background, because it's got it. It still had to be pretty nerve wracking when you did it, but also probably very freeing. Very freeing. If I may say humbly after the fact, (laughs) during the fact, um, you know, I've been rejected over the, I've been rejected about by 30 publishers and now the publishing time, scenario world is so entirely different you need an agent to go to a publisher and you got to be a superstar already to even get a superstar agent mm-hmm. um so then i did my research um decided on a self-publishing company and uh, had a conversation with them and signed and had a little bit of a nuclear meltdown which my <laughs> dear dear good friend and egyptian brother said no wait a second it's gonna be okay call me down mm-hmm. and um yeah. And then, uh, cause I had shocked my potential and mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when you are shocked, whether it's physically shocked or mentally or emotionally or psychically shocked, um, neurotransmitters and neurochemical reactions and a chain of reactions happens in your brain, nervous system, solar plexus, your gut, and you literally go into a quote unquote shutdown mode. Um, uh-huh. and that's a natural response to shock, no matter what the source is, no matter what it is affecting you. Um, And then it takes time for the body then with that new information to come to a new equilibrium. Mm -hmm. But we have to be open to the shock first. That's the thing. Otherwise we continue to stay in denial and we may come out of the shock, but we don't get our equilibrium back. Yeah, And that's part of what I find freeing and transforming by going to ancient sites, to different power places, especially like to Egypt, because just putting your physical body near places that were meant to transform the human spirit and the mm-hmm. human being um, automatically starts those really biochemical reactions happening. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I can't wait to learn more about this too. So we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor, and then we're going to dive down into some of these power places. We'll be right back. Great. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com 
forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. And I am back with Teresa Dominguez Wise, and we are talking about power places. And I was so excited to see you on the agenda of our lineup because, you know, first picture that I saw was one of the, the, uh, pyramids in Egypt. And as I shared with you before, that is, that is one of the, the top places I, people laugh at me too, when I say, but I believe that I, I lived at the ancient, the height of the ancient Egyptian world. I oh. believe I lived at the height of uh, uh, Greece and walked around the Acropolis. Cause the first time I walked there, that felt, and yeah, the other place was, yeah, Machu Picchu, but I never really thought of and Machu Picchu, which we just went to a couple of years ago, but, um, those places, you're right. They're so incredibly powerful. I always kind of just assumed that that meant that, yes, I actually had been there, which is why I still want to go to Egypt, but I hadn't really thought about how much, I think I did this time with Machu Picchu about the spirituality in that location. And, and as I was in standing in Machu Picchu, watching the sun come up over the saddle and my husband got this picture of me. Mm. I had no idea he was taking this picture of me and I was just crying, just, just overwhelmed by the emotion Mm. um, because it felt so uh, I felt in touch with, like, I could almost reach out and touch the mountain, you know, even though it was so far away. So, you know, what draws you back to these places? And specifically, let's talk about Egypt, because I know there's a lot of people are like, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Egypt, but, and then whatever happens out of the, after the word, but, you know, keeps us from going. What, what can you share with us about this place that would really motivate us and, and um, allow us to see how it could really help us to you know, tap into our creativeness and our wholeness as human beings. Being touched to the bone marrow um, every single time. And I have been to Egypt, I can't even tell you how many times since the first time in 1982. And um, these places like Luxor Temple and Luxor Karnak Temple, the Sphinx, the Great Pyramid, the builders were working with consciousness and their spiritual self with the materials that they were using to build this. And there's a whole lot of controversy about well, when these were built, I mean, mm-hmm. 4,000 years ago, I don't think so, because how oh, you know, we know what the rest of the world was doing in 4,000 years, and then there's a right. theory about 11,000 years ago, but you know, that's for another conversation and to be discussed right. in person with Emil Shaker, our esteemed world-renowned Egyptologist. Um, But there's something when you put your consciousness and your love into the materials that you have in your hands or through the machines that you're working with, and you actually build a structure with the consciousness and probably saying, I mean, this is my own, I've never heard of this before, but this is my own interpretation, using special words of magic words of creation to imbue those rocks, those stones, that mortar with special powers to retain the power so that when the people would walk through, when the priests or priestesses would walk through, when they would be touched, um, the person would be able to have imparted into them ancient secret information. So what about that? I mean, like, so what? My experience, particularly in Egypt, walking through the temples, like in the 
Healing Temple of Luxor, Temple of Karnak, even Great Pyramid, is that keys within yourself are turned on so that you are open then to the divine self, the divine person of who you are. I mean, I don't want to sound too woo-woo, but we know that there's a part of us that's, we instinctively all know there's a part of us, whether we consciously think of it or aware of it or not, that already knows everything about us, why we were born, what is our destiny. And most of us have a yearning, secret or not so secret, that we want to know what is our purpose? Why are we here? Why are we born? Mm -hmm. I mean, men and women have been asking themselves that since the beginning of humankind. Yeah. I'm telling you, when you walk through these temples in Egypt, those keys start opening, you start feeling and sensing and actually knowing some of that information to get you to the point in your life or in your mind where you now know what is your destiny, why I was born, and you can go home and make and do and do that, which is particularly important with this COVID because mm -hmm. everybody's all confused now. I'm telling you, you want clarity, go to those empty <laughs> sites. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I loved, I wrote this down earlier when you started talking about, you know, now knowing what we know now after a pandemic, um, that a lot of what we thought was real really was an illusion, you know, that, you know, oh, we have the perfect family or you have the perfect this or the perfect job and things were tested and things were lost and things were um, made uncertain and some of them still are, but most are. Yeah, most of them are. And, you know, I, I always, um, one of the things that amazes me, because my husband, his company is going to be going back to working in their office fairly soon. And I said to him, I will miss having lunch with you every day. Because, I mean, yeah. we have a great marriage and it did beforehand. But since this started, we've eaten lunch together every day. And it's, I mean, what a blessing to have that. And well, I don't want to lose that. But I didn't appreciate that as much. I wouldn't have even known. In fact, the first week that he was around the house, I was like, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> of course. I changed. And, and I'm like, don't go. That's your domain. <laughs> That's your domain during the daylight hours. Exactly. Exactly. And I do see, I, you know, I know that I've visited several places that to me, I guess I would ascribe. So obviously Machu Picchu, standing on the Acropolis in Athens, oh, yeah. uh, Chitsa Nitsa. Um, Tulum, you know, yes. standing yeah. in those places where you also know there's a lot of other, you know, history that may, you know, we don't know all about and some of it doesn't, isn't so rosy, but at the same time, we know that those cultures really not only to build those, those places took incredible uh, technology and creativity, but probably a, a little magic in and of itself too, but there's so much richness in it that every time I'm standing in one of those places, I get goosebumps and just sit in and just in awe at how unimportant, I know I'm important in the world, but how unimportant just me for that one moment in time is compared to, you know, these representations of cultures and thousands and thousands of years. Um, it's just a glimpse into how short our lives really are on this planet but that we can still leave legacies, you know, on a little scale or a large scale. You know, when you were talking about those different places, 
which are very awesome power places and we take people there and, and been going there for many years, many decades, all of those places. Um, I imagined with your awareness, you know, you were saying that in the scheme of things, you were just a small person. But what I saw and what I was sensing is that because you had your awareness and you had approached and you were standing in that place with awareness and with a sacredness that you were acknowledging that that power and energy went out like a pebble into the ocean consciousness of the planet, um, bringing much love and much good. Thank you. Mm, thank you for sharing that. And I, I think it is that sense where, you know, you kind of see yourself in one standpoint, but you also feel like filled with the history. You fit, you know, you feel full being a part. It was why I, I was so thankful that I actually got to see the Acropolis before they finished rebuilding the Parthenon, because uh, I wanted yeah, to still yeah. see things. They, they were probably about a quarter of the way done at that point in time, but I wanted to see it before it was done with new pieces of marble. And not that those things are bad because, you know, I mean, they did, they've done an amazing job trying to work from the same quarries and all those elements to try and recreate some sort of the grandeur. But I wanted to see it as it existed today, the place that I've studied all since college, the, you know, the, the, the history, the culture, the theology, the, the literature and see it where it is today, not try and have it be rebuilt in what it was yesterday. And that's, it's, I don't know, it was just a funny thing with me. I felt really glad that I got there because it, I'd rather see it a little broken and bruised, I guess. <laughs> but on the other hand, you're bringing up a very good point because when things are renovated, the people who are doing the renovation are doing their job, but yeah. they're not highly trained, high level sensitive and initiates who have spent decades studying the ancient magic of how to build these temples from a sacred place yeah. into a sacred place. Yeah, that's true. So it seems a little, uh, not as, yeah, I don't want to say cold. But, but don't cold tell is, anybody. No, don't <laughs> tell have been there first. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Well, and that's there's, the thing. There's I mean, still really, a lot of there's there's still a lot of power and energy there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, even walking through like the museums, that you know, the museum outside of Athens, uh, the Acropolis, is you know, yes. so much richness there. So many pieces mm. that you know, they still want to try and hold as much of the flavor of them together as they can. But I do yes. think it's amazing. So if somebody, you know, somebody's listening right now and they say, "Okay, this sounds great, Teresa," but I don't know how I'm gonna get to Egypt realistically anymore. Like, you know, the world's changing. I don't know what it's like in Egypt, you know, cause sometimes it feels like it's safe to go. Sometimes maybe not, um, you know, somebody goes, but I know I really want to, how does somebody, what's the best way for somebody to go about trying to experience this for themselves and feel like they're really in an Im immersive type of experience? Well, it's true. Egypt, Peru, other third world countries in my experience, for researching for 40 years is that first time you go, you really have to know what you're doing or you're gonna spend 99.5% of your time just in logistics of being a point A to point B. You know, So in order to get a value of a week awesome trip, you're gonna to have to be traveling for like three weeks because you're gonna mm -hmm. be doing, having to do all this work. Um, so that's why I would recommend going with a well-established company who's had a lot of experience and has very special staff that, you know, cause we specially worked with um, our Egyptologists in Egypt for uh, like 38 years now. 
Um, and my husband was thrilled the first time he met Emil because Emil is the first guy that he had ever, an Egyptologist that he had ever heard of who was even approaching the spiritual aspects of the ancient Egyptians. And that's what our whole company had been founded on two years before that. Um, mm -hmm. And so we run the trips, the programs, a very special way in a special um, order, chron chronological order, um, and um, at a slow pace, easy, deluxe all the way. You don't want to scrimp, you know, let's face it, we're not hippies and 16 and 17 and 18 and 19 years old anymore. <laughs> if we have an experience with a wonderful meal, we don't want to keep it for the next 50 years because it's in our colon. You know what I'm saying? We just want to have the beautiful memories. Exactly. Um, and so you want to go with a well-reputable company like myself, like myself, and, you know, we offer really good values on our trip from the perspective that probably, you know, we're doing a five-star super deluxe trip for two weeks. Um, if you went with Abercrombie and Canada, it would cost you 10, 11 grand and ours is like 50% of that, of that price. Um, but it's in the value of what you get. And, and like I had mentioned Emil earlier, He's one of the world's leading Egyptologists. He's been a uh, guide in Egyptologist, been an Egyptologist for 40 years. Um, and he has, as far as I can tell, listening to hundreds of guides through my 30, over 35 years of going to Egypt. Only he is able to look at those hieroglyphs and interpret them in the way that will reveal the ancient secret mysteries that the ancient Egyptians embedded in those hieroglyphs, embedded in the beautiful paintings in the tombs that still look like they were painted yesterday, some of them, and in the temple walls. And when he's speaking, the love of those places comes that he has comes across so powerfully and you feel like yourself opening up inside and you start discovering things about yourself, about your inner divine nature that you didn't even know was that you were missing. Mm -hmm. And uh, people have told me throughout the years coming back from Egypt and some of these people, I've gone with some people that have traveled three or four times with us to Egypt. And they say that each trip has totally completely changed their life. In fact, one old guy said, engineer. She, his wife was like metaphysical and spiritual. He was an engineer. <laughs> and he said, you know, I divide my life into two before Egypt and after Egypt, and, oh. I've never, and I've never been the same. He goes, I can't explain everything that I felt, but there's something in those places just standing there, but I can't explain it. Yeah. What a compliment. It's funny you say that too, because my husband never had wanted to go to Machu Picchu. And I told him, cause that was the next thing on my bucket list. And I said, I want to go to Machu Picchu. And he's like, fine. Well, he didn't, he didn't really think it would happen. And then he got a business trip to uh, Peru. So I said, I'm going with you. Like we're going, we're going to Machu Picchu. So he said, okay, fine. You know, we're going to be there. And afterward he said to me, um, as fact, after the first night in Machu Picchu, I mean, yeah. even though we'd been around, uh, in Cusco and the other areas. And he said, you know, this was never on my bucket list and it should have been. And he mm. said, I will tell everybody to this day that this needs to be on their bucket list. And I thought, there's you go. You know, I, I'm the, I'm the hippy dippy. He's the analytical. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Opposite uh, track. Good exactly. marriage. Good partnership. <laughs> <laughs> well, Teresa, I know we're going to have all your information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now because they're thinking either they want your book, they want to go travel with you to you. Uh, Egypt, what's the best way for them to reach you? 
to go to my author site, Teresa Dominguez Weiss. That's Teresa, and then my middle, my uh, maiden name, Dominguez, D O M I N G U E Z Weiss, W E I S S dot com. There they're going to find out information about the book and my experience with Grandma Rosie, Death Walker, Journeys of Life, Death and Beyond. And also will be the link to my website to, about the trips, especially the ones that I have coming up to Egypt, one that's at the end of May and the other one at the end of November. Uh, and that is TeresaJourneys.com. And um, feel free, please, to email me, contact me. And um, we're looking forward to receiving some information from you. Excellent. And before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice? Especially in this post-COVID reality, as we are never going to be returning again to what was before, allow yourself to mourn what you have lost. Mm -hmm. We have all had major losses, sometimes even family members from COVID, some just from other um, circumstances, to a loss of a job, to the loss and acknowledgement that our relationship is no longer working. And, mm -hmm. and we finally feel and know that and will have the courage to uh, accept that. Allow yourself to mourn. Let that flow through you. I'm not saying we have to be bawling our heads off, no. But if you don't, if you feel sad, let that sadness come because it's only in allowing our physical bodies to release loss, to release mourning, and we have to sometimes even give ourselves permission to do that. For instance, I have a technique, three minutes in the shower with really hot water pouring over your head and over your entire body and any thoughts that come up, just let them go, let them go, let them go. In fact, Michael was singing my little write up on that. And then after that two or three minutes, just whatever timing you sense, because you cannot take your telephone into the into the, into the, even the bathroom. You got to keep that electromagnetic energy away there. Turn on the cold, cold water and let that run over you for as long as you can. That will, well, actually it shocks your potential yeah. in your body biochemically and it'll cause endorphins to be released, which will lift mood. You do that for three days in a row. I'm telling you, your whole perspective will be different you're going to look at life a completely different way. So let yourself mourn, smile every day. Now, I don't feel like smiling. You're just telling me I'm mourning. So how can I smile when I mourn? Okay. You don't feel like smiling? I get it. Put a pencil between your lips, draw it all the way back. It makes your body form a smile. Yeah. Within a minute, you have biochemical changes cascading. It makes your bio brain make a waterfall and a cascade of mood lifting uh, chemicals, mm -hmm. including endorphin. You do that for three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. Before the last thing before you go to sleep, first thing you do before you even get out of bed, put that pencil by your yeah. bedside. Do that for a week it'll change. You're just going to start smiling all the time because when you smile, just that biochemical reaction, but also too, when you start smiling, even if you don't feel like it to whoever you're speaking to, 
Yeah. They're going to be left with a very positive energy. And if they're smiling because you're smiling, then they're going to get that biochemical reaction too. Exactly. And give it right back at you. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Thank so you so much. So morning smile and let go. I love it. I think it's fantastic advice. Thank you. You have been a fabulous guest. I have really enjoyed visiting with you today. It was so much fun, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.